keep anything you write out of the technical and more into the benefit that you're providing. It's even better when you can showcase that X service solves Y problem that you know your client is struggling with. Hello and welcome to the Digital Masters Growing Your Web Dev Business Podcast. My name is Marisa Vanskyver, aka Captain Coder. I've been coding and building websites for over 20 years now, getting paid to do it for about 16, and have been working in digital marketing since before Facebook business pages even existed. I created and scaled a full-service marketing agency to over six figures, but now focus on building websites that convert for my clients. In today's episode, we're going to talk about ideal customers what that means, how you can discover your own ideal customers, and even how you can talk to your ideal customer to improve your sales and improve the connections that you make with them. So let's get started. Buyer personas, target clients, ideal audience, even ideal customer avatar. All of these are ways that I have seen and heard others talk about finding your preferred audience, but really what it's about, it's about niching down and discovering who you like to work for, and more importantly, what they like about working with you. Niching down and discovering and really targeting a single ideal client is a huge key to growing your web development business. You know, Often when I see other people talk about niching down, they think they have to work with a specific industry, like financial or fitness. But um, if you're like me, you can get bored after you've built 10 gym websites. After all, there's only so many different ways that you can do that, right? So how do you niche down and identify an ideal client without risking boredom? One thing that I tell people all of the time is that you want to think about what you actually like building. Now, if you've already worked with some freelance clients, this is a little easier, but you want to think through those projects that you actually liked working on. Do you like complex websites with lots of pieces? Do you like working with smaller businesses and helping them get their first website live? Do you want to keep the business and the design a little bit more simplistic, but the functionality smooth? A lot of that will affect who you like to work with because what you like building will be impacted by the type of clients that you're working with, right? You're going to only like working with your ideal client if you like what you're building for them long term. Now, for instance, I personally, I love building websites that are maybe version two or three for my clients and their businesses. They've been around a couple of years, but they're ready to grow and change their business a bit. I also know that I learned that I like, excuse me, working directly with the business owner because I love translating their personal stories and their passion into the website copy and just into that website itself. It's a nice, it's a nice challenge for me. It makes it a lot more fun for me to work with them because I am handling everything from the copy and the structure all the way through the development. Now, that typically means my clients are solopreneurs, um, people that work with by and for and only with themselves, or they're small business owners, and they tend to have about five employees. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't have clients that have more employees than that and that fall outside of this niche, but you'll notice I'm also not limiting myself to a specific industry. In the websites I'm working on this week alone, just for instance, I'm working with a new physical therapy client 
an urban winery, and a lawyer. They're all very different, but in every single one of these cases, I'm working directly with the owner, and I'm getting to translate what they love about their business in simple websites that will be easy for them to maintain on their own. Because I also know what it's like to be a solopreneur, I know that they have a tendency to want to be able to make a lot of the changes themselves. So the fact that I build my WordPress websites to be really easy to update is really important to my clients. Now, if you're just starting, I'd honestly recommend trying to work with a couple of different industries and a couple of different business structures. You'll learn pretty quickly what you like and what you don't like, we'll be honest about working with different types of clients. Don't be afraid to take anybody on. It's gonna take a little bit more research, especially if you're working with any of the copy and things like that. But you want to be able to take on a variety of people because that will help you decide how you're going to niche down. So now that you know who you like to work with, now you need to ask yourself, what common problems do all of these people have? What issues are they struggling with? What are their goals for their business or even some of the fears they might have about their businesses? All of these commonalities are really important for you to know because that's when you start talking to your ideal customer. So list out the common problems that you can think of. Just because they're not all in the same industry doesn't mean they don't have similar issues or goals. In fact, many of your clients are going to want to grow their business. Maybe they want to sell more products. Maybe they want to book more one-on-one services. And maybe they want to find better quality employees. These are all problems that I have had clients come to me with in the past. Not everybody's goal for a website is going to be the same. In fact, I've had other clients who want to get fewer phone calls because they want the website to answer those easy questions and free up some of their time. So think about the common problems that they're having and then write out those questions and struggles your past clients have brought you before too. Now, if you haven't had very many clients in the past, or if you're just working with your first one or two, Um, You can also do some Google and YouTube research to see what kind of questions people are asking in your ideal client audience. You can also see um, on YouTube the solutions that your competitors are providing and whether or not you agree with those answers. You know what? I think there is nothing better than seeing that someone out there is providing a solution that you think is just incredibly wrong and you're able to correct that misconception with your own service. Now, after you've identified their problems, their questions, and, you know, their goals, then you need to turn around and plan out your content. And in that, you need to make sure that you get out of your own head and into your customers. After all, you're not talking to you. You don't want to talk to yourself. You want to talk to your ideal client. So if you want them to pay attention or even be able to find you in the first place, you need to speak their lingo. So I actually really like HubSpot provides a free persona builder. It's HubSpot.com slash make my persona and I'll link that here in the show notes. That's a really good start. It helps you get and think about your customer in real terms. It will help you identify some of these problems that they have um, and even where they spend their time. But you'll want to make sure 
that you add on to that a little bit and you add on some of their language. And we'll talk about that a little bit more here. But those those profile builders are a good jumping off part. But you just want to you want to make sure that your services and products are really what's answering the problems and pain points that you've identified. Keep anything you write out of the technical and more into the benefit that you're providing. It's even better when you can showcase that X service solves Y problem that you know your client is struggling with. Really, the trick here is to tell them that you solve Y problem by talking about it how they would, not how you would. After all, how they talk is how they're going to Google and look for an answer to those problems to begin with. And if you're not using their language, they're not going to find you because you're not using keywords and key phrases that Google's going to recognize can solve those problems. Now, for instance, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a web designer. My main focus is not design. But there's not a lot of people out there who really understand the fine difference between a web designer and a web developer. So I use the term in my own marketing because I know that people think that a web designer is someone who creates and builds websites. I also know that very few people are going to be looking for, say, just WordPress websites. But I do know that they'll be looking for websites they can edit and keep updated without my help. This is where Google can really be your friend because you can do a lot of research to see how people are talking about the service that you provide generally and the types of questions that are coming up in those Google kind of FAQs that are highlighted with answers at the very top of the search result pages. You can also spend some time in Facebook groups. Go look into Facebook groups where your ideal audience is probably hanging out and do a search in that group for topics about those things and see how people are talking about websites or talking about conversions or talking about those things that you know that your service provides an answer to. Now, you can also go look at some competitors or other web agencies that you want to be like, Um, but let's be real. Most of us are terrible with keeping our own websites up to date Um, because we're too busy building everybody else's. So take those competitor websites with a bit of a grain of salt. Now, after you've gone through and you've identified how your customer talks and the language that they're using, next you want to make sure that you're thinking through where your ideal client is even hanging out digitally. It might not be where you are spending time already. And in fact, as web developers and web designers, We necessarily don't look at the world the same way. (laughs) And if you're looking for, say, a younger, more hip, um, more socially active audience, they might be on TikTok. Um, But if you're looking for more of a B2B audience, they're probably spending more time on Facebook and LinkedIn. Now, if you're thinking through, you want to work with the type of people who are more visual or business coaches and even a lot of small service providers they're probably spending some time on Instagram trying to grow their own businesses. So where your audience spends their time for fun matters because you want to talk to them there. You want to talk where they're spending that time voluntarily. 
I don't spend a lot of time talking to my ideal customer on Facebook because I feel like a lot of us are a little bit tired of Facebook, but I do spend time talking to my ideal customer in Facebook groups. So it's just a little different. Um, you know, you want to be keep in mind as well, you know, why they're on that specific channel or app or platform. Are they there to talk business or are they there to have fun? You know, knowing that impacts the type of content you're going to create. And honestly, what we do on TikTok does not necessarily translate to LinkedIn. Now, of course, what we do on TikTok translates to Instagram Reels, but even that's a little different than what I see on TikTok. So keep the platform in mind when you're creating content for it, because the last thing you want to do is create content that fits Facebook and Facebook's type of audience and even how people are spending time on Facebook, but then try to take that to someplace like TikTok where it just doesn't make sense. And you want to take what you've learned above about speaking to your ideal client in their language and work on applying that throughout your social media and your content marketing. You know, one of the biggest things that you can do to really get a handle on this is to listen to some of your target hashtags and join in and engage on those conversations where it's appropriate. It's You'd be amazed at who comes back to discover more about you, but you'll be amazed at what you learn and what misconceptions that you have about your ideal audience that you you may not have even thought to think through. I mean, after all, we all have, you know, the world that as we see it. And so you have to kind of get out of your own bubble and really delve into your ideal customer and really learn a lot about them. And it's more about finding them and talking to them where they are than anything else. Now, one thing I highly recommend is to help with all of this is doing some Google research and you can discover keyword and key phrase search volume using a free Google ads account. You do not need to put a credit card in. I just had to remind all of my students of that fact um, last semester, but you can create a free Google ads account and use their keyword planning tool. And that will give you some awesome search volume forecasts and things that you can look at to see how often people are talking in the way that you think they're talking. It will also show you the more popular search results so you know what's more common for what they're trying to search for, what they're trying to find. Now, you also wanna take how you normally might discuss something and show how that gets translated into your customer's language um, and create a bit of a personal thesaurus to have on hand. Now, for instance, I might personally talk about custom WordPress websites, but change that into websites that grow your business. Now, having that personal reference can be a huge time saver as you identify and start talking to your ideal customer. It'll take a little bit of time, about two to three hours, to sit down, write out some of these common problems, and really figure out who you want to work for, and then doing the language research. But I promise that time is worth it. If that's something that you need to do in the evenings or on the weekend to really figure out who you want to talk to, it can take it can take a really simple marketing plan and really supercharge it. And then you'll be surprised how much quicker people will come to your social media, will come to your content and 
really know that they want to work with you because you can't talk to everybody. That is something that we all fall into a trap of. We want to work with anybody and everybody, right? You can't really do that. We have to niche down so that we can talk to somebody specific and then we can reach our ideal audience. And part of this too is to get rid of the people that we don't want to work with. You guys, if you have been in this business for longer than five seconds, you definitely know that there are clients out there that you don't want to work with that type of person again. And so this kind of research can go a long way to helping you figure out not only who you want to talk to, but repelling the people you don't want to talk to. So so take some time to write all this out, do some Google keyword planning and research, and looking for those questions that your ideal customer is already asking. And then go back through your website copy and make sure that you're answering those questions. And go through your social media and make sure that anytime you post a, something on social media, you're answering a problem or a question that they would have and that they would bring to you. You'll be amazed at what two or three hours investment can do overall for your marketing strategy. But even better, you can take all of this research and time and apply it to future projects for your clients and help their websites perform better as well. Thank you all for tuning into our show this week. To catch more Digital Masters, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app or visit us at digitalmasterspodcast.com. If you have any questions or want to learn more about digital marketing, follow us on Instagram at Captain of the Coders or visit us online at captainofthecoders.com. Can't wait to talk to you all again next week.